Hello and welcome back to Primal Pod and Cast, brought to you by the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah, and back with me once again is my intrepid co-host, Mr. Mikey Chappelle. Say hello, Mikey. Hey there. We are back to talk about Season 2, Episode 7, entitled The Colossus. And this might be a spoiler, but I think this is technically The Colossus Part 1, because I think I saw next week is called The Colossus Part 2 even though this was not yes. listed that way initially. So <laughs> anyways, uh, lots to talk about. We pick up right where we uh, we left off, and this was yet another brutal affair tinged with uh, quite a bit of sadness. Uh, that's become a running theme of this season. Uh, so before we dive into the the minute by minute, just overall, how, how, how you feeling? Because we, we were a little... Of course, last episode we talked about the primal theory and Vidar combined together, and so we're firmly like back in the swing of our narrative. And I get the feeling that like we, I don't see us diverting again. There's three left for the season. I I think we're we're on a particular track now. Uh, definitely given where this one ends. So, uh, how you feeling, bud? Uh, emotionally compromised and very excited. Okay. At the same which time. is pretty much how we end every every week of this show yeah yeah um, emotionally compromised their... and vaguely excited about what's yeah. to come it's yeah it just keeps getting better um as far as a viewer getting put through the gamut of stuff i like i like movies and tv that challenge me to absolutely stick it out you know yeah and not that it's a challenge it's just it's, sometimes it's just hard to watch it's it's definitely i i wonder if they're i'd be curious to know if there's a contingent of the fan base if anybody's tapped out uh this season where it's like hey i was enjoying the fun brutal like visceral uh primordial crazy story we had going there and my emotions and now i'm uh yeah now i'm more invested in than most like hour-long dramas and i don't know how to deal with that and they do uh, yeah. a better job at telling stories in 20 minutes than I'm oh my god dude the yeah. amount again the amount of stuff they pack in so uh I, I'm right there with you it, it was uh another one that put us through the ringer and also ends on a cliffhanger where I'm like all right well this is kind of ending where uh what was that episode three did before we came into yeah. uh yeah before we came into four which was you know the, the roughest one still i think of the yeah. series but uh this you know they keep trying to give it a run for its money all oh, right yeah. so we've got the uh we've got our heroes mira spear and fang they're camped out with the eggs uh and they decide they they probably need to make a move they've got the ship pretty much patched up from their previous encounter mira's got it loaded up but it's like all right am i gonna have to go it alone or like are you guys coming? What's going on? And they got to figure out how to coax Fang uh, onto the boat. So that was that was a little bit of like a oh, little little lightness yeah. to open the nice episode. A little, little bit of comedy, uh, which is always very, very welcome, I would say. Of course, that is juxtaposed with uh, 
the <laughs> the birth slash well the death and rebirth of uh, the Colossus. Uh, we, we can now just give him a name, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so I I like that we did reference this in the last episode, but it's like how was he not dead after that huge fall from the sky? And like, he just kind of pops back up and then finds uh, Eldar. But uh, I like that. Oh no, he does succumb to his wounds like immediately in the opening yeah. of this. Uh, and you get the Valkyries coming in, which I, I don't know about you, but I was like, dude, is this what like in the same way I that Samurai, Samurai Jack did like, uh, you know, the final season that's all super adult and like different art style and like way more brutal and like definitely TVMA. Looking at these Valkyries, I was like, dude, this is like adult Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Like I, I could see the design set up for like if you wanted to do like college age Powerpuff yeah. Girls. That's um, always fun too to see the expansion of an artist's idea. Yes. Like hints of it in his past work and then watching it come full force this way. I was like, oh, okay. Well, and dude, the fan theories are running absolutely wild for what we're about to get to. And I don't know if any of this hit for you during the episode. It honestly didn't occur to me until after the fact that I'm like, uh, if it's just a vague homage, that's, that's maybe more where I want it to stay. But anyways, okay. So the Valkyries are coming in. He's presumably going to Valhalla as far as we know, but then he gets ripped down to an yeah. underworld. And then we finally see the dude I've been waiting to show up yeah. all season. I don't know what we're calling him. That was my first man, thought. Devil like, hordes, oh. whatever. But he looks like the vague shape of like if we were doing Aku from Samurai Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a different incarnation, he has the vague shape. He's extremely tall, and he's got the crown horn sort of thing yeah. going on. He's the mostly black, mostly shrouded in shadow. Uh, but anyways, he kills the Viking, and then he is reborn as the Colossus. Okay. Pretty badass and intimidating. I was like, okay, I'm I'm definitely worried. And we we talked about this last episode. I was like, yep. maybe that's where this is going. He's going to get imbued with some sort of power, sure enough. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw him, and I was I was worried, definitely worried. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, people people are already they're like, dude, is it is it connected to Samurai Jack? Because there is a. Uh, I forget what season it is, but there's an episode where a fallen Viking uh, gets turned into, I think, a Colossus of some sort or just like a crazy dude by Aku. Mm -hmm. And the idea that like Aku is this figure who sent out emissaries to do his bidding. He always had like these little mini bosses, essentially. And it's like, what if everything that Spear and Fang have encountered up to this point is like he is the the end game the be all end all maybe this guy is trying to find like the the most badass warrior in all the land essentially but he he presents uh we'll call him the colossus now uh with spear and fang in like a little flame or yeah. image sort of thing and we're like okay so he's prompt he's offering him the chance at revenge but it's like is that to his own ends or is that just, mo you know, I was, I think we're still 
it's like okay but what is his yeah. what is this character's interest in spear and fang i don't know either so, way it's a really interesting like arc because it just implies that their existence goes beyond their own physical world you know it's just like what yeah. what implications does this pair have for the universe at large you know like why are they important enough to render some lord of the underworld to task somebody with taking them out yeah i i think i mean ultimately and people they're kind of they're mesmerized uh later on the ship after they're they're captured and imprisoned not to fast forward but again you've seen the episode everybody's seen it hopefully that's listening to this um when he's able to kind of quell uh fang for a moment there's always this moment whenever the more civilized people encounter this that it's like oh my god this like this wild beast of a man has a kinship with this huge creature that we, you know, we could never fathom like taming, you know, bringing into our society. And so I do, I do wonder if it's like, like we talked about, it's like, is he that bridging of the gap between this like modern man, which we get more and more of like, there's Egyptians in this now, (laughs) I guess like vaguely Babylonian or uh, yeah. I, Oh my God, we'll, we'll get to all of that. But uh, yeah, a lot, again, the the amount of like world building and just expansion that they still they have so much they can flesh out Yeah, that it, nothing has felt rushed. It's all just mm-hmm. these nice little hints at like, oh my God, there's so much more out there. So, okay, they, uh, they get on the ship. Eventually they run into this massive, like, really really cool looking vessel and then uh kind of a smaller fleet a battle ensues and in the midst of this the colossus shows up now i was i i was initially confused because i was like wait is this just a big giant guy that these people had with them or is this the dude we just saw transformed i was because, curious to take on that because i was also like i'm were not you sure a little Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the same guy. Okay. Well, I was, and I was like, do I need to go back and rewatch it? I'm not quite sure. But he shows up with that army. The other yeah. thing was the perspective. When he, uh, like when we first see him birthed, the what I'm referring to as the Colossus before we get to this guy. But again, if there's a part two, maybe that's the whole thing is we are on the right track. Yeah. This is just a big dude from this mm-hmm. Egyptian like culture. Yeah. And we're we still haven't seen like the full on like yeah. in daylight version of whatever the Viking turned into. Yeah. Maybe that is next week. I'm not quite sure. But okay, I'm glad you were a little confused as well because I was like, did I miss something? Yeah. I guess they're saying that's him. But yeah, the way he showed up with uh with the army led me to believe I was like, no, this is just another big yeah. guy. Because I would expect that first encounter with said Colossus to be a lot more, I guess, dramatic than that. Just because yes. of the way that they tell their stories. You know, you have a higher expectation for what they're going to do with a big reveal like that. And, and there's, nothing, like, yeah. there's nothing visually connecting him to yes. the previous version of him. Exactly. And there's not, so, th- so therefore there's nothing to connect him 
uh, in Spear or Fang's eyes as like, that's the dude we yeah. were just fighting. So, And also, yes. how would you feel to be turned into this Colossus and then just immediately captured, imprisoned, and used as a fighter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and again, like I a, think he's yeah. got to be way bigger, right? Yeah. Again, like the scale of this guy, I was like, no, it yeah. that's, that's not the same dude, right? So more on that later, I guess, more on that <laughs> next week for confirmation. But regardless, this uh colossus this giant if you will um i don't know how else to put it he killed it kills one of the babies man yep they had to animate it too they had to just oh it was so brutal and of course i'm sitting there going like oh spear's gonna grab it at the last second right or i'm also like oh the shell's gonna break and like it was about to be birthed right at that moment and it's like it's no no And I literally, I audibly, I was just like, no, it was like, I was, it was, I was bereft. I was genuinely yeah. like, God damn it. In the midst of all of this, I, it snuck up on me, but again, three eggs. And we're like, yep. nope. I wanted to ask you about that as well. So later on the ship, after they've been in prison, the uh, female leader of the Egyptians, whatever we're calling them right yep. now, um, she has one of the eggs Mm -hmm. there's two left right yes as far as we know yep okay do we know where that second one is does she have both of them it was never really confirmed i think i like my my idea is that they probably just brought down one as just to show that it's a bargaining chip but at the same time if there's only one that implies that they're keeping another one somewhere because it's in their best interest to have as many dinosaurs on your side as possible. Right. Yeah. Which is revealed later in the episode when, yeah, we'll get to it, but. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they're taken in. Mira is put in a, uh, a slave quarters with um, an interesting array of, of female slaves that look, yep. some of them look way more modern than you would expect, I guess, uh, yeah. which was interesting. So maybe more on that next week as well. But uh, yeah, shortly thereafter, I mean, there is this tension of like, okay, whenever the, the gates are finally up, like they're going to get to fight this guy and like take their revenge. But uh, basically the gates go up and they're on the shores and they're, they're like, they're basically soldiers for hire now at this point, or like for, not even for hire, they're like forced slave soldiers, a slave army. And uh, yeah, dude, they roll out onto this, this beachhead and there's, there's fucking elephants, bro. It's like all of a sudden it's return to the king. Yep. And I'm just like, okay, I can I can get down with this. I love the uh I love Fang biting the Achilles heel yep. uh on one of them. That was brutal. Uh it's the Star Wars takedown. Yeah, dude. I mean Spears Spears uh Spears run up and like yeah. just there's a, a great you know split second like maybe my favorite shot of the episode but when he comes like immediately up onto the uh i guess the saddle uh where there's like three dudes and immediately goes and spears directly into one that was just satisfying yeah the Uh, multi-hit combos that keep animating are so good yes dude (laughs) that's probably uh, the most fun the writers are just like all right how are we gonna get (laughs) a to b man absolutely dude uh and i i it was nice, honestly, uh, after all of the emotional weight of some of the human on human fighting yes. that we've seen recently to finally yeah. be able to at least get back into that space of like, 
this is just badass, dude. Yep. This is cool. They got to fight. It's a right. war right now. Like, I don't know who to root for mm-hmm. on these sides. I'm just rooting yeah. for our heroes. So like, yep. here we go. But yeah, dude. And they just, they go to town for a little bit and then they're about to roll into kind of like the main part of the city. And then they're just roaring and freaking out. And it reminds me of the end of so many episodes where it's just yep. like, ah, and then, you know, cut to credits and yep. we'll see what happens next week. I was so, legitimately surprised at the credits this time because I was so in it. Oh, same, dude. Yeah. I was like, I, and like, I knew it was creeping up on me and I was like, yeah. oh, dude, they're not. Yeah. I was like, they're not going to get to like a final battle in this episode. Yeah. I was like, when are they going to stop it? But oh, so much good stuff. Uh, I, again, I knew we were going to lose one of those babies uh, as soon as as soon as it was three and not two. Exactly. I was like, they're only setting it up so that yeah. they can take one of one you out. is going to be a sacrificial pawn. Yes. So like messes me. Specifically. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like like we said, I think there is yet another Colossus to deal yeah. with. The real Colossus yeah. has yet to show his face. I think this is just a big guy. It's yeah, just like a big Egyptian fighter, gladiator. I, I don't given know. the history of just the talent of storytelling that they have, I can't believe that that's how they would introduce him. I yeah yeah. I don't think the scale matches, and again, no. I think they. Yeah, the again because they do kind of pay attention to the rough logic of it. It's like he yeah. would be on their trail by yeah. that point, for sure. Um, well, you know, maybe not as well because they're on that beachhead for a bit before they get out to sea. We see him and we don't know. I mean, dude, once the, the magical demon God is at play, it's like, dude, maybe we're in portal territory where he's just like, he can drop in anywhere. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, but would he be immediately captured and used for? I I don't think so yeah, at all. That's exactly. where it doesn't That's, hang together. So yeah. I again, yeah, I don't think we've seen him yet. Uh, maybe I should go check out the teaser for next week. But uh, yeah, any other thoughts or speculation? Uh, I'm just ready to see what's happening next. I thought it was the, the like you said earlier, the world building that they managed to just cram into these episodes without making it overwhelming is so impressive. Yeah, because every episode has just been like a new challenge and progressively introducing more and more different civilizations that keep kind of making you question the timeline. And we we know it's a fantasy and that's all well and good, but just seems like they're building towards something where it's like the world is so quickly developing around you and you had no idea where were you at the point? Like where were Spear and Fang while all this stuff was happening? Because all like it, it all must have been going on simultaneously. Yeah. Right. So, like, where are they from? Yeah. And again, how, like, the more fantastical elements of as far as creatures go that we've seen yeah. throughout the history of the show, the the civilized world. What is their relationship to that stuff? Yeah. Is it something that they beat back like eons ago, and like they or they have never encountered it because? because of this huge expanse between them. Like we don't know how big these oceans are. Uh, I do love that in the the middle traveling sequence, we again get that, that nighttime, like the stars reflected yeah. um, just gorgeous stuff, man. Um, yeah. A lot. Of, I mean, throughout this episode, but a lot, a lot of great, like still frames um, from a combat standpoint and from just a, Oh, that's just gorgeous to look at. That's just a, a pretty, pretty picture. Um, 
Yeah, man. Um, oh, I wanted to bring this up because last week we kind of, I was, I was ruminating on like, how do you think Mira is feeling about the babies, the eggs, uh, Spears, clear devotion to that and like protective nature. And there was that moment when she loads up the boat uh, in this one. And I was like, is she like, again, is she, if push came to shove, is she saying like, I'm leaving whether you're coming or not. And she seemed like relieved when spear decided to come along and like brought Fang along as well. But I was kind of like, she clearly doesn't have, I don't think the same level of attachment. And again, I, I still think that's something to look out for where that might be a, a tension point down the road Yeah, where somebody's got to make a choice. It feels a lot like maternalistic survival. Mm-hmm. Like I care about you and obviously I have certain intellectual advantages uh, when it comes to that. So I, I feel like a lot of, like even a lot of her reactions within the story just feel more about protection than attachment if that makes sense yeah but also they're also combat capable that it's really hard to tell because Mm -hmm. you know like all emotions go out the door when things are threatened and then it's just here we go yeah ready to fight oh man i i think we're in for a lot of fighting next week yeah uh probably well, like another non-stop battle yeah. sort well, of well they scenario. stop mid-fight and again the way that these episodes open they waste no time so i imagine that part mm-hmm. two is just going to be the next second yeah after we left off absolutely did you notice the little baby cheetah cub thing that the guy was carrying out um i don't know if i caught that what yeah, guy there was- the, um, I guess the he, he looked like some sort of leader of the city that they were attacking. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, and he comes out holding just like a baby wild cat. And I don't know if that's important or not. I don't know why it stuck with me. Probably just because I saw a baby get murdered by a colossus. <laughs> but I, I'm curious. I need to, I need to go yeah. back and look at that shot. Another, as far as smaller animals go, there was the moment early in the episode with the uh, turtle and the bird, oh yeah, that, uh, Spear is watching, and I just, mm-hmm. I thought that was some nice little symmetry yeah. because we got the crazy snapping turtle in mm-hmm. episode one, I think, yep. of this season, yep. uh, and we had, of course, the crazy birds, the the vultures from uh, the previous episode. So I just thought that was a nice little touch, and not looking good for our avian friends. No, not at all. <laughs> Uh, oh man dude we've been to sea we've met vikings we've seen egyptians babylonians what what i mean the big thing that's on the table and again now that they've teased it or not it's again it's not a tease again it's just like a more of an easter egg thing to me than anything else it's just you know keeps it all in the same Tartakovsky universe, but it doesn't have to ever be like, this is Samurai Jack to me, but we've got to see like an ancient, like a feudal Asian civilization of some kind with like samurai or ninjas or something of that ill. Two episodes away from a gun. 
<laughs> like oh, a dude. firearm is happening soon. You know? Yeah, dude. I, and again, it was interesting incorporating them into the primal theory and just yeah. thinking about like how yeah. that would operate. Because again, that is kind of the that is kind of the the, yep. the killer, if you will, the yeah. ultimate spear killer is the introduction of firearms. Like he is yeah. such a savage dude, but it's like, yeah. But yeah, once you introduce that, like it would be kind of fascinating to see how he would, how he would deal with that. Yeah. And I went back and rewatched the primal theory episode just to, yeah, just see how I felt about it. And one thing I didn't notice was when they are fighting that insane dude from the asylum, the weaponry that they use from room to room slowly devolves so they get to the spear. So yeah. it starts with, you know, firearms, they have the or firearm like pretty that, big firearms, down yeah. pistols, except. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was an interesting concept. And I feel like, I don't know, my crazy fan theory is that we're working up to that point because at this point, like they're having moments of relative danger where the stakes are very high and you don't know, but he's spears always come out on top. However, every single weapon used against him is something that is within his canon yeah if that makes sense and then now like they keep raising the stakes so i can only imagine there's going to be something that we see and we're like oh if he's hit he's dead like the yeah level of and to that point something we talked about a little bit last episode was a a possible end point with these characters um, that doesn't necessarily have to be death, but could maybe yeah. actually be a hopeful, happy ending where it's just like, oh, they find a safe place to like live as this weird, crazy Flintstones family yes. that's half <laughs> dinosaur, half human. Exactly. Um, so with that in mind, um, I was encouraged by the the time we keep spending with the Viking father. Um who is transformed now when we're in those sequences to me, I'm like, I would just watch this. Like if this was the show, I would kind of be just as compelled. It's like, I'm not sitting there the whole time going like, okay, but where is spear and fang when we're in the universe that we've Mm -hmm. kind of established again, primal theory, notwithstanding when we're Mm -hmm. in our world that we're used to, I'm kind of fine going wherever we want to it's like uh one of my favorite episodes the uh coven of the damned from season one spear and fang story literally stops and it's like we do dive back in it's essentially a flashback episode but we're doing it all through the purview of this new character and i remember that being an episode where i'm like i really dig this like i'd be fine if we like went off and explored this little subculture for a bit so um yeah, to that point, I'm just like, maybe I could see like we get to a seat a point where it's like, okay, we can we can say goodbye to Spear and Fang and Mira yeah. and like, but here's some new characters within this universe and now they're on their adventure. Or we come back next season and it's like we've kind of scaled up the timeline a little bit to maybe like you know the 1300s or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know, but. uh yeah, I, I definitely think my my level of investment is is there for that. I'm still a little wary of moving too far outside of oh, yeah. uh, the primal universe, if you will. But uh, Exactly. My hot take <laughs> is I don't want there to be an extended universe just because I'm kind of exhausted out of it. You know, like it's a, it's a cool little Easter egg, but I feel like it's been done so many times now and 
the sense that like it's exciting to think about like oh maybe this is part of this or it's connected to this but it's just been so just inundated in media culture now since marvel had all that success with it and i'm just like all right yeah. can, let just this one thing be one thing i that's, mean I, yeah and that's why i think again to me it's more it's nods to if you're a fan of his stuff, he's just kind of yeah. like, he's just giving you a little wink and a nod to like some of the previous series. And yeah. it's like, Which it's there if you is, want to indulge in it, yeah. but yeah. it's great, but it does make me nervous a little bit. And, and understandably yeah. so it's like, again, I do, I want Samurai Jack showing up and like fighting with, with spear or do I want spear falling into a time portal and showing up in like, you know, 2053 or something like, no, I don't want that either. So, I mean, now that you say that loud, it, I mean, seem pretty cool. I but. would watch that episode. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We would probably have some varying takes on it, but I would yeah. watch that episode. Oh, no, no doubt. For sure. Uh, what else have you been watching, dude? Uh, I Do you just, have time for anything this week? <laughs> so it's it's been a combination of rewatching Friday Night Lights and uh, nice. caught the new Game of Thrones episode. So, so two, House of the Dragon. You're feeling feeling pretty good about it still? I am, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so apparently I just I just read this article that said it had, like, episode one had, like, one of the highest HBO streaming viewerships. It's, like, just shy of 10 record. million, if I'm not mistaken, which is yeah. very good for In episode for two, had single-handed. more. Oh, it, awesome. Well, so I, I think, again, like there's probably a lot of people upward. like me yeah. who were, like, I'm going to wait a second. Yeah. And I think what they're going to also find is a lot of people like me who, as soon as they can binge the whole thing are going to catch up probably yeah. in, in like eight or nine weeks. Yeah. But uh, I think that makes yeah. sense, but I I'm getting very strong, like season one, of game of Thrones energy, not necessarily in obviously it's in the same universe, but in terms of my own personal reaction to it, I find myself now that I've gone through and said, okay, got rid of all my previous expectations and you know things like that i'm i'm in like i think they're they've set themselves up to go some very interesting places in the story and it's that og game of thrones excitement about it okay so i'm invested in the characters i think everybody's doing a great job and i kind of want to see where it goes that's very encouraging so i look forward to checking it out are you going to muddy the waters and try and follow that and rings of power at the same time which starts this friday i was more excited about rings of power excuse me so oh you're all good um, on my eyes. so um, are you gonna dive in to that one immediately or are you gonna wait for that to again it, uh, completely different universes but i don't know yeah. some people are like i don't want to watch two uh, drug-related crime shows at one time, so I can't watch Ozark and rewatch Breaking Bad at the same time. You know what I'm saying? That's I actually like, didn't think of it that way, but I was going to start it, but I have a really big stats final coming up on Monday, so I think I might just take a break and get to it. I wonder Tuesday. if they are going. I don't think they've announced one way or the other, but I wonder if they're going to do the usual Amazon thing, which is we give you three to like yeah. get you hooked, uh, and then going it goes to- week to week. Yes. Two, I guess, makes sense because it's they're probably going to be pretty big. I would yeah. assume, like full on hour to hour plus episodes. Yeah. So, and it's coming out on like Friday too, right? So. Yeah. Uh, well, there's also another little show that comes out on Friday, and that would be season five of Cobra Kai, uh, <laughs> which I don't know if you're familiar with 
with our coverage of said show around these parts. But I've been it's... doing that thing where everybody's <laughs> recommending it to me. I, I think it's going to be another Game of Thrones. I didn't like get into Game of Thrones until like two years. Yeah. After it already been on the oh, air. Oh, same. same. And, yeah. Like, I, caught, I caught up when season me, three was airing. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody kept telling me to watch it. And I was just like, ah. but I also don't have the same. It's the same reason that I'm not a huge fan of Stranger Things. I respect that. It's a good show. But like that nostalgia was just ever so slightly before my time. So it doesn't hit with the same magic. I think it's great. I like caught the last season after not watching a bunch of it. And I was like, oh, this is still like. A very entertaining good show it's just it was a little bit overhyped so when i went into it i had all these super high expectations and even though it was great i was expecting something to like hit a little bit harder i suppose i feel and it's the it. same thing with cobra kai like i like the karate kid but it was a little bit before see yeah i don't know it always feels weird when i tell people this because they they look at me askance but uh basically like when they announced the, the Again, everybody who's listened to me and Gavin talk about this is like, shut up. Like, we, we know the history. But when they announced the show, I was like, there's no way this is going to be good. And I, it was the first thing I usually am like, I hate toxic fandom. And I'm just like, guys, yeah. calm down about everything. Right. But Karate Kid kind of is my Star Wars. That sounds weird uh. to say to people. But like, <laughs> I take those the original trilogy and next karate kid with with hillary swank but particularly the original trilogy <laughs> if you will of karate kid parts one yeah. two and three uh as like a sacred text to me in my childhood <laughs> like i i loved them to death particularly the third one which is yeah. one of those movies that like when i realized everybody else like they thought that was a bad movie. Like it wasn't well-reviewed at the time. And like mm -hmm. people don't stick up for that one. And I was like, wait, movies can be bad. Like what well, it was, it was that kind of like childhood discovery. I still ride or die for the third one. I've always loved it. It's a huge part of my childhood. Um, I particularly think the original holds up. And I, again, have a huge affinity for the third one. Uh, the series is just magic, dude. If you're a hardcore fanboy, like right. it's, I it's, heard it was like that if you as, weren't a fan. So well, and it'll and like, that's the thing is like if you don't take it if you don't take the original trilogy as seriously as me and Gavin do, for instance, uh, the show will like make you want to, but also do it in such a fun, winking, knowing yeah. way. That's the thing is the show is very like self-aware at the same time. Yeah. But it's we just sat there and watched the first season in awe. I crushed the entire first season in a day. I just sat and watched it because I was like, I can't believe this has no right to be as good as it is. Why? How did they do this? How did YouTube get the rights to this? That too. That I mean, yeah. that's what scared me off it in the first place. And then, you know, cool on YouTube for being like, hey, we don't want to do more, but like you can shop it around. And then yeah. thank you to Netflix course, for keeping it going. It up, but you know? yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is literally. Every time we watch it, it's just like, this is the show we would make if somebody let us like yeah. have access to this IP. Like every <laughs> choice they make is just so, oh, it's, it's so great. Um, and again, it, it takes, it takes the fandom seriously while also poking fun at it, which I absolutely love about it. And it's just, it's a fun, fun show. And it's another one that has weirdly translated into this, like, same thing with Stranger Things. There's all these like high school kids that love that show that have no, no relation whatsoever to the yeah, stuff yeah. that it's referencing. Yeah. But then it 
naturally makes them want to like hope. I mean, that's what I at least hope for is like, well, hopefully they go and check out all this cool older shit. But uh, yeah, it's, it's still crazy to me that Cobra Kai has continued to go on and they've gotten to a point where they brought back my favorite villain in movie history, Terry Silver, the villain from part three. (laughs) Uh, They eventually brought him back into the series this past season. And he is like the main villain for this upcoming season, which drops on Friday. Um, And I will just say for our listeners at some point in the future, Gavin and I will be on mic breaking down the whole season. So uh, look forward to that. Sounds just a powerful tool, man. It really is. And I have very complicated, I have very complicated feelings about it uh, and what it's done to like creativity and like the landscape of mainstream movies and popular culture at large. And Gavin and I have definitely, we have very different opinions on that, Mm -hmm. uh, which we often get into debates about mostly on mic, but sometimes not. Um, Yeah. I don't, it's because at a certain point I'm like, but yeah, if we just keep like, you know, going back for another bite of this nostalgia apple, like eventually there's nothing left there. It's like, I also, I'm like, I kind of want to see the next uh, (laughs) stranger things, but it wouldn't be the next stranger things. It'd be like, I kind of want to see the next, like, what's the equivalent of like a new John Carpenter movie or like a cool Stephen King movie. Cause I'm not a huge fan of like it for instance. Uh, But yeah, it's just like, when are, when are we going to get, a, f- a fresh take or an original or a thing that becomes the thing that you talk about 20 years yeah. from now. Cause I just feel like we, we don't invest enough time in cultivating that stuff anymore. It's just, what can we sell to yeah. the over 40 crowd? And then also hopefully get them to take their kids to it. Yeah. And also like the, the industry took a huge hit, you know, over the course of COVID and stuff. So I Absolutely. think like everybody's leaning on that safe bet. You know, oh, dude i mean movies are yourself. an absolute graveyard right now this is one yeah. of the wor- i mean this past weekend was the worst weekend i think in modern box office history yeah. it's like insanely bad yeah. um i went and saw three thousand years of longing uh there was two other people in the theater um and i had a great time with it i i yeah. honestly i did not expect the it's been very like almost split down the middle critically completely bombed and uh definitely not like just a oh it's friday night i want to go see this but i had a yeah. i had a blast with it dude it's yeah. it's two actors having a ball yeah in- impeccable filmmaking it has a little bit of a third act problem but uh you know i can forgive as, that the first hour and, movies often do. <laughs> the first hour and 20 minutes of it is so like literally just like mind-blowingly well-made that I would rewatch that over and over again and just kind of pretend like the last 30 minutes doesn't exist. And I would be just fine doing that. Um, huge recommend, honestly. Yeah. There's not much to see right now. You might as well go see something that is like literally one of the most visually stimulating movies yeah. I've seen. In I might do that like tomorrow, actually. I don't have class. It's dude, This entire year has just been like, I'm normally a lot better at just at least checking these things out. But between... This is my band's busiest year for some mm-hmm. reason. And like, I'm very awesome, man. happy and thankful for that. But it's also literally the busiest year of my life because I'm finishing up school. Right. So it's just, I'm either at work, studying, in class, practicing, playing a show. And it's it's a lot of that. So I, that's why like I feel so behind a lot of things. I just like, I keep defaulting to 
we'll know, do. shows from the early 2000s that I'm like, <laughs> all right, this makes me feel I can I can ignore it and it makes me feel comfortable because I feel young again. There you go. Uh, I mean, TV, you could be forgiven for not not keeping up with the absolute deluge of, of shit from this year. Yeah, it's, but, there's so much but this great is content. A, they're all hour long episodes. I'm like, ah, yes. if I get invested, I'm losing hours. <laughs> that, that's very true. But I'm saying this is a great year for you to have pretty much checked out of movies because when you go yeah. back to catch up, there's like three movies you need to see, dude. Yeah. The Batman, Top yeah. Gun Maverick, and Nope. Like right. if you saw those, you kind of saw the yeah. movies. Of this but a, a lot of it, I'm, I'm putting off the theater stuff because, you know, I want to, I want to go, but you know, it's, I don't want to go see a movie that my girlfriend that she wants to right. see. And like, we're, our schedules never quite line up. And then you realize that, Oh, in three months, it's going to be on HBO. Yeah. And like, I do love the experience of, I have absolutely no problem spending the money to go see movies in theaters, but when it comes to trying to schedule it and like figure out time we can go on top of all of our other responsibilities, I'm like, I'm just going to wait. And then to make myself less sad, tell myself I saved money. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, you drop, you could literally right now rent Nope for 20 bucks on VOD or Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. I think we're probably going to do Nope this weekend. Uh, Top Gun, I am disappointed I didn't get to see in theaters. I, uh, dude, I, I'm sure it's still playing near you, honestly. I'm, I'm I think sure that movie's like, going to play through the end of the year, probably. Yeah. I mean, like all the of the theaters of- near me still have at least two to three showings a day. Let's, um, let's see what Dayton's got going on. I'm sure there's like, oh shit, there's one in 15 minutes. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, we can wrap yeah. this up. <laughs> um, I'm too exhausted, but I uh, just knowing I, that it's out there at these times. This is my favorite. Like this and like 9 a.m. matinees are my favorite times to go. Same. Just, I like, I usually yeah. like to do a weeknight last mm-hmm. showing of the night, or yeah. I like to go early in the day when there's nobody there as well. There was an uh, unnamed cinema chain that I again shall remain nameless that like didn't post anybody. For a long time, you should walk yeah. in like bought popcorn at like 10 30. They just assume that you bought a ticket online. So, I that was my movie pass <laughs> was for like an entire nice. year. I was just going to see, oh saw, man, yeah, I saw Toy Story 2, like Toy Story 4, like two times for free, just walking okay. on in. I should try that sometime. Like, yeah, dude, I already, I already scanned up my ticket. Like, yeah. just show them an old fandango on my phone. That's a dude. I had one up just in case. <laughs> yeah. like, nope, nobody asked. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, three thousand years of longing. Cobra Kai's out on Friday. Uh, I forget what the Friday movie releases. I don't think anything. I don't think anything. I was super excited about. So, uh, but yeah, right around, it's... right around the corner, it will soon enough be October, and uh, Arctober yeah. on. Uh, on this network and we'll be doing all horror content so you can look forward to that my uh, girlfriend is a huge horror buff so i've been getting more into dude if she if she would genre. be up for uh for joining us on a, on a three-person pot that would oh be, yeah uh, she definitely would. she has way more situational knowledge about it than i do i because I, I recently it was like a genre i wasn't it just wasn't my wheelhouse but i just wasn't watching the right movies okay and then uh yeah call me crazy Top five scary hotel movies with most of scary hotel or two members of scary hotel. Dude, I can totally do that. Okay. Well, we'll have both of you on. And if any yeah, of the other band members want to join, but yeah, top five scary hotel movies with scary hotel. Yeah. I do. That'd be fun. 
I'm so stoked for like <laughs> September 1st, my Halloween decorations are going up because I, I need something right now. And I'm just like, Absolutely. that's it. Plus Ohio gets a really nice autumn. So. Oh yeah. I've been, I've been actively trying to like, I'm just bank. If I come across a horror movie, I'm like, all right, I got the itch, but like add it to the watch list and we're just yeah. going to, we're just going to save it for October. Yeah. But I've been in an animation mood uh, because of primal, of course. So, uh, I've been doing some Miyazaki, rewatched Nausicaa, yeah. uh, rewatched Castle in the Sky. I watched Ponyo for the first time. I'd never seen it. Uh, oh, really? Absolutely magical. Loved yeah. it. That was great. Um, yeah. So that's what I've been doing recently. And uh, also Blank Check, one of my favorite podcasts. They're covering Kubrick right now. So I'm sequentially rewatching with them and I had never seen Spartacus start to finish all three hours and 15 minutes of it. So I did that uh, yesterday. Right. I think that's like a box you have to check if you run a film podcast. It's definitely, I mean, it is one of those like canonical, like, yeah, I probably should have seen it by now, especially since he is my favorite director of all time, probably should have checked it out, <laughs> but that's what yeah. was fun about this. There's literally two in the filmography I'd never seen, uh, Killer's Kiss and Spartacus, and I knocked them out now, and now they're going forward with things I've seen like a billion yeah. times, but I am going to rewatch as they as they go through week to week. So Lolita is next week. Uh, oh. Yeah. So times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. Anything else you'd like to, to chat? I don't know how long we've been going. Yep. yep the usual about 45. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess until the uh, hopefully exciting and uh, hopefully not as deadly conclusion of uh, the Colossus saga next week uh, for primal pod and cast. I have been Noah. I'm Mikey. And we thank you very much for listening. Oh, plugs, plugs, plugs. Excuse oh, yeah, me. That's right. for, yeah. Uh, so I have a new album coming out on Friday, September the 2nd. It's called Flowerhead. Uh, you can find that on all the major music services. Again, I go by NARC. That's lowercase n, all caps, A-R-K. And it's also exciting and terrifying and i don't know if i want to make it public but i'm going to do it anyways uh september 10th at elliott burrow mini bar i will be playing my first ever live set uh show starts at seven uh i probably go on sometime around 8 30 or 9 we'll see what happens uh yeah so if you're in the if you're in the charleston area come by but please don't because i'm terrified and uh i want this to be as low-key as possible i'm literally not inviting like any friends or family <laughs> just like don't no don't come please that's a good way to get come. your first one under the water yeah dude i just yeah. i i genuinely am like i just i gotta play a 30 minute set yeah. in the midst of some other guys who are doing yeah. like singer songwritery stuff and then i'm just gonna come in as the uh like way to break up the set a little bit and then because it's like they're each going to play solo and then they're going to play together on the back end and then i might join them for a jam on the back end so like a crosby Crosby steals nash and like maybe young's not there that night kind of thing it's gonna be like a a three-man thing i don't know it's a good way to do it there's a interesting philosophy when i was in the air force they have this exercise called red flag out in nevada and the idea is it's this you remind me of this because we were talking about top gun like 
if a fighter pilot, like a brand new fighter pilot, survives his his or her first 10 sorties, then they have a 98% chance of surviving the rest of their career. So they use that exercise to give new pilots their first 10 sorties. So uh-huh. this is the best way to do it, honestly. Like, I know everyone wants to come and see you, but like, get your first couple out. And then once you get comfortable, that's when you start hyping it up. Yeah, exactly. I, I do not want a room full of people that I know to be party to possibly me just like literally falling on my face. But again, dude, it's all, you know, I'll probably talk to you more about it off mic. Yeah. But uh it yeah, we'll see how it goes and I'll, I'll I'll let you know. But I'm I'm actively building my my 30 minute set right now. So yeah we'll see how that goes anyways if you're in the charleston area please don't come but it is uh, <laughs> it is it's september 10th at elliot bro mini bar from 7 to 10 i'll be playing at some point in there okay uh thanks for listening guys we'll see you next week with uh the colossus part two this has been primal pod and cast thank you for listening